0: How are we doing? How are we living? Justin Treese and I coming back from a very interesting week eight of the NFL season. The trade deadline was yesterday. Um, Not really too many moves taking place. The Yannick Ngakwe trade from the Minnesota Vikings to the Baltimore Ravens was just kind of like the big, the biggest trade. The Chiefs did move on from (laughs) a Mr. Washington. I think their fifth-ranked running back on their depth chart. They traded him in a seventh for another pick from the Dolphins. Don't know why the Dolphins traded for him. They could have had him three weeks ago for free as he was on the practice squad. But other than that, Treese, there hasn't really been any trades that are huge difference makers for teams. We thought Will Fuller might be going to the Packers. We had a huge episode predicting everything. You did nail the Carlos Dunlap one. So once again, congratulations, Mr. Know-it-all over here. But how are you doing outside of that?
1: Doing good, man. Uh, For everybody tomorrow, it's past, but it's voting day, so that's always awesome. Not trying to get political here, but I think it's always an exciting time in the United States, so that's great. You're right. Uh, Football was fantastic this weekend because the Jags didn't play, so I legit got to watch like eight or nine games at once, not having a care in the world, just rooting for all the shitty teams to win. Oh, man, you have no idea how badly I was pulling for the Giants on Monday night, man. Jags could have had a bye and moved up to the number two pick. So I, I think this <laughs> Giants team actually might be good enough to win a couple games to end this year, especially because they play like the Cowboys again. The Cowboys are complete trash at this point. Um, yep. And then to top things off, we got the Pac-12 back this weekend. So the Utes, the Utes are back on the field on Saturday afternoon, 1.30 Mountain Time. And let me tell you,
0: can't wait. The Utes are back. How, uh, how are they doing this games and stuff? Are they allowing fans in? No? No fans. Uh, I actually don't think they're allowing
1: any fans in any Pac-12 games.
0: So, Oh, probably should know that by now. But that's a good question in case anyone else didn't know. Um, You are right, though. Yesterday is voting day for you guys listening. That is yesterday today for us. Um, I did get to get up and go vote this morning, and man, it felt awesome. And this isn't the political aspect. We're not telling you who you should or shouldn't have voted for. That's your opinion. Like, that's your thought. And guess what? The The right to vote is for you to make that a thought and opinion a possible reality for you and what you want for this country. And no matter what it was, like, if you went and voted, congratulations. Like, that is something you should be proud of um, because – that's like the beauty of democracy is the voice of the people get to be heard. Like, we the people, you know, we get to make the decisions here. Um, (laughs) Whether you truly believe that we do or not, uh, you got to participate in that overall message and the reason for, you know, what we are as a country, and it was cool getting to do that. So I do hope you guys got to go do that, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, It was kind of cool to see the lines out for the, uh, the voting polls and, like, the voting locations here in Joplin where I'm at. Uh, we like there were a ton of people out voting in the last couple elections. Like everyone's just kind of working and doing their thing. You know what I mean? It's not. It's never really been like that big of a deal for them in either way. But it, it was cool to kind of see everyone going out and doing uh, their civil duty here in the country. But let's get back to football. That's what we do here. We are talking football, not talking election. So Justin Trees, we are going to recap week eight and. That means the NFL season's halfway over. 2020 has been a long-ass year, but this football season has flown by.
1: It really has. It's it's crazy that we're halfway through. So, next episode, we will do our mid-season awards, which I'm excited about. So... I mean, yeah, we're we're going to we're not going to just do 3 games today. There's really like 6 games that really caught our interest. So, we're going to be talking about those 6 games. But one last thing before we really dive into those. And it's something we haven't talked about. And that's how was your Halloween,
0: bro? Brother. Uh, I had a very peaceful and relaxing Saturday night to myself. Um and that's what I did. I watched some movies. Not any scary movies. Yeah, thanks, Matt and Melo. Thanks, yeah, Matt and Melo. You Mello. tried to get me there at the end. Uh, hey, uh, I'll tell you what. You were too late. <laughs> if you'd have been about thirty minutes earlier, it would have happened. But I was just like, I know these punks aren't bad. <laughs> like I, I know, I knew I it was close. It was place. like eleven o'clock,
1: <laughs> so your time. Because it was like ten o'clock, my time. I'm like, ah, this is probably too late. But I'll, I'll shoot it out. But really, though, you should watch Hereditary. It's a fantastic movie. And anybody that's I'm listening, sh- you guys should watch it. It's not like a jumpy, scary movie. And I know that's what really gets you. It's not that. It's more just suspenseful. It keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. But very rarely are you like, oh, you know. So
0: I would say. Very to- rarely? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying it so happens. Uh, no, not
1: like the, oh, something jumps out, but like a, oh, did that just happen? Did that really just happen type feel?
0: Is it gory? No. Okay, so I'm not going to see like someone get stabbed in the neck or their eyeball pop out or... Nah. You, you hesitated there, I feel like. You nope. You gave like a eh, look like, oh,
1: eh, well, there's that one part. <laughs> I mean, no, there's not a lot of... Like, there's not...
0: There's not... <laughs> so the moment <laughs> the moment you go, I mean... That's where I'm like, see my yeah. answer is no. Like yeah. I'm I'm more solidified in no. Like There's when you no got me plus. with suspenseful or like oh wow, it's like oh, like maybe maybe I'll give it a chance when I'm bored on a Saturday afternoon and the sun's at its highest peak and all my windows are open.
1: That's fine. Watch maybe I will watch
0: a scary movie. But Watch
1: it then. Again, this is not a, it's not that type of jumping movie and it's not gory. Again, it's suspenseful and it has it has is to do it with demonic? like demonic a little bit. Yes
0: is it about like someone getting possessed yes does the body bend in ways it shouldn't bend and does like and like do you hear bones breaking um, see that look right there that's a yes no i'm i'm trying so to, my so, answer is back to no <laughs> so i've only seen it
1: once so i was just trying to remember like if the, that sound happened so um does so i don't does remember the body
0: bend in ways that it shouldn't bend because of being I think
1: possessed. there's one time it does that but it is not like it is not like the like ones that you think Ugh. of like when you're thinking of jeez i can't
0: even think of what that's scary movie like a, that a does back it. breaking in half and yeah. they start crawling on their hands and legs the opposite way
1: yeah like you don't re- I, I think there might be one part that does that and I can't remember yeah, if it- see, nope <laughs> uh. Nope <laughs> All right, you're gonna watch it so okay cool I'll send it over I'll buy I'll buy it on Blu-ray and send it over to you. Please feel the need to not do that um, if I don't like, if I do that you will feel too bad that I wasted money so that is why I'm going. I'm to I'm gonna do that. feel
0: really bad that I'm gonna have to throw it away. Because I don't like throwing gifts away. Yeah. I like using – you know what? I'm not going to throw it away. I'm just going to give it – I'm going to donate it to somebody else. Okay.
1: It, it's a really good show, so please watch it. Um, all right. Moving so back on. You say off. it
0: like that in that tone. Like now you make me feel bad that I'm saying no.
1: Yeah. I mean doing you, doing you should feel nervous. bad. No, you You're should feel it. bad though because it is literally like a fantastic movie.
0: What's it about? Here, let's... I mean, we're going to stay on this because I'm interested. You've got me... You've piqued my interest enough to no, ask some questions. No,
1: we're not going to talk about it anymore. Let's just... Let's move on to some football. You and I can take this offline. Everybody that's watching, listening to this, go watch Hereditary. It's a fantastic show. You and I can take this offline. It's going to be great. So... Fine. Fine. So, <laughs> um, another scary movie, um, but uh, actual game, was the Patriots versus Bills game. So, this... Preseason, I predicted the Bills were going to win the division at nine and seven, and yes. they're clearly going to win more than that at this point, being six and two. But I kind of feel like they're a nine and seven team.
0: <laughs> yeah, they haven't. I mean, they started off strong. Josh Allen, we were talking like MVP candidate type of player. Like he was looking sure. good. Stephon Diggs was a huge difference maker in that offense, and the defense was on point. And then they just, like, hit a wall. And, like, I don't – I think it was, like, right before the Chiefs game and then it got kind of solidified within the Chiefs game. You know, the Titans game was close and it was just – it wasn't going that way for the Bills. You know what I mean? It's like now they're struggling to get back on track because, like, teams have the blueprint on how to slow them down. And we're just not seeing that magic from Josh Allen right now. Like, they didn't score a touchdown against the Jets. Against the Jets, you didn't score a touchdown. It was all field goals. That's a problem with that offense. Like, what's what's going on is, like, my question. And the, I don't I don't have an answer for you. That's the problem. When you look at the Patriots, though, like, this is the first time the Bills have beat the Patriots in forever, it feels like. And this is going to be the first time they win the AFC East. If they find a way to win it, I mean, you look at the Miami Dolphins and their win they got this weekend, shit. We might have to start talking to them about possibly winning this division this year, especially with Tua getting the start and – how different that team kind of rallied around them last, uh, him and just kind of the new start. And it's not a knock on Ryan Fitzpatrick, just the possibilities there. But, like, the Patriots, you look at Cam Newton, dude's putting his entire body back into his throws. Like, it's what we saw with the demise in Carolina with the Panthers. It was like, why do you have to put that much effort in to throw the ball outside, you know, the numbers, like, towards the sideline? Like, it shouldn't be that difficult. Like, that's a hard throw for a normal human being, but you're a 6'5", ginormous, jack-shredded quarterback in the NFL. I've seen you make that throw with ease. Why is it bothering you now? That's been an issue with the Patriots and this. His mindful turnovers, or my, yeah. And then them not having any weapons on offense as well has been a huge hit for this Patriots team.
1: Yeah. It was very interesting from Bill Belichick this weekend as well, basically saying we sold out the last five years to win some Super Bowls, and we knew this day was coming with us being in cap hell basically being like we're not going to be able to have any sort of talent, um, that we have had in, in previous years. So that was also interesting to see and hear from him.
0: It was cool that he was honest, like he was upfront and honest. You know what I mean? Like, yes, he's always honest and like straightforward with things, but it's just so many short answers where it's like, cool. Like, thanks bill. Great press conference. But like this time, it's a quote that's making headlines that you can do something with. You know what I mean? That you can understand, and be like, "Damn, I mean, he's right." They went three Super Bowls, went to an AFC Championship game, and then you fall lost the Super year. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It is just like okay, like that makes a lot of sense. Like we get what you did. At some point, things aren't going to be perfect. So <clears throat> I said today or the other day, I was like, "Yeah, maybe this is the end of the dynasty mm-hmm. in New England." This is something we both talked about last week. You specifically mentioned it. I'm um, highlighted in our last episode, or one of them, excuse me. But now, like, hearing that and the more thought I put into it, it's like, they're just rebuilding for the next one? Because, I mean, it's fucking Bill Belichick. Like, it's not like he's just a bad coach or bad GM now. They just don't have cap space. What's yep. he got up his sleeve that he cuts off?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and let's, let's not forget, like, yes, they're two and five. But besides the 49ers game, They've been in every single game that they've lost. Like, even the Chiefs game was a damn good game. Like, that was a very entertaining game. Uh, So, yeah, we'll see there. Uh, You're right. They could easily be loading up for the next run. I mean, they're clearly seeing what they have in Damian Harris, who's been going off the last couple weeks. So that's good. Interesting that James White isn't more involved. I thought, I really thought he was going to be a huge part of this offense this year, and he just hasn't been. So that's. I wonder
0: how much of that is like the emotional turmoil of like the loss of his family members. Yeah. Parents, I should mention. Yeah. His dad. Yeah. His dad
1: passed away. His mom is um, still in the hospital. But yes. So, yeah. But Newton just looks lost, and obviously. You can't fumble it right then. Like, you just can't. So, interesting that they didn't. I mean, I get it, Newton's a stud like that. But, like, it's weird because Harris was playing so well and also averaging, like, seven yards a carry that game. So, it was weird that they didn't give him the ball either. So, um, but overall, yeah, you kind of hit on it with with the Bills. The defense, it's it really feels like a more of a bend but don't break defense this year and not, like, as attacking as it used to be. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. I just feel that way because of the style that they're playing against certain teams. And maybe that'll change, but that's the way I feel. Um, and then I kind of feel like they're getting into this situation that the Dol- or Dolphins, where the Denver Broncos were in last year with Lindsey and Freeman, where it's like, when are you guys playing the right running back? That's how they're doing it with Singletary and Zach Moss. I mean, they both had 14 carries last week. Uh, basically, the same amount of yards, eighty-six and eighty-one, and then you also have Allen, who was ki- who carried it ten times. So you have thirty-eight carries, and basically, it's an even spread between three guys, which is it's weird. I just don't know how you can get into a rhythm as a running back that way.
0: No, and I think that's a very good that's a very good point. And then with the defense, um, it's also like they they struggle to stop the run. Like we saw it against Tennessee. We saw it against Kansas City. We kind of saw it against the Jets. And then we saw it yesterday against, no, excuse me, Sunday against the Patriots. Like, yep. that's been kind of like their kryptonized. Like, oh, teams can run on our defense. We can't stop it. They had the ball for forever. And then our offense is doing too much to try and, you know, make up for it. And it's just not happening. Yeah. Um, Ed Oliver needs to step up in that. In that situation, to
1: stop the run, like you took him in with a top ten pick for a reason. Um, there's a reason why a lot of say people say defensive tackles shouldn't be ta- shouldn't be picked in the top ten, and that's why because if somebody can run on you, it immediately falls on their plate. But it's also fair that it should fall on their plate,
0: especially if you're a top ten pick. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else we want to add to this game? Nope. Yeah. Let's move into the next one. A surprising upset by Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, just kind of laying a smack down to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, at one point, they were up by, like, what, three scores? And then Tennessee was like, cool we got to throw our way back into this game. And you completely removed Derrick Henry. You spent money on your secondary this offseason. Been making that joke a lot. Not even a joke, just been saying it a lot lately. And this week, it kind of came to fruition. Like, last week, they struggled. The secondary wasn't very good. This week they made up for it. You know what I mean? They were kind of the difference here in their offense. The the trust that Joe Burrow has in his receivers is crazy. And some of the throws that he makes, they look like they're crazy, but at the same time he puts the ball in a position where only his receivers can get it along the sidelines. Like it, They're just tremendous throws, and he's been such a good quarterback, and he's the future for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm Cincinnati's got to be happy that they nailed this. And then to get in the second round and get T. Higgins for him, now you get 9-85 and 85 back for Cincinnati. Carson Palmer, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, however you want to call it. Like That used to be the old 9-85. and 85. Now they have the new one, TBH. It's kind of better. I like it. Dude, I love T. Higgins.
1: He is so awesome. So, love that. And they did all this without Joe Mixon. Let's not forget that. Like yeah, missed. Giovanni Bernard, he had a good the last game. couple
0: weeks. Has yeah. had a receiving touchdown in each game.
1: Yep, and then he had a rushing one in this one as well. And they were out. They were without a few offensive linemen as well. I believe they had two offensive yes. linemen out. So, yeah, just a great performance, man. Another 250 yard performance for Burrow. You gotta love that. Um, going over to the Titans side, just Tannehill just started off struggling. It's one of the few times since he's taken over that you're like, wow. He's, like he is really bothered by this defense. Um, and he, he picked it up at the end of the game and put him back in having a chance, and then the defense just couldn't get a final stop. So, I mean, good for him on recovering. Uh, it was just a really good job on the Bengals' defense of slowing down guys like a, um, A.J. Brown. They, they really were putting uh, Jesse Bates, my guy, over on that side and just making sure that he was... He would be afraid to go over the middle in a sense. Like, they were like, we yeah. were, and man, I don't know if you saw that hit that he had on Adam Humphrey. Thank goodness Adam Humphrey's okay, but man, that was a huge hit to the head. Want to um, see a
0: dead body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at someone else's pain, but.
1: <laughs> you're good, you're good. Hard. Um, It was, that one It was weird to see was Devontae F- uh, Foreman, the former Texas running back yeah was actually getting some carries for the titans i think he had like five or six carries during the game which is was just crazy to see like i might i haven't heard that name in like three years
0: yeah i honestly i'm gonna be honest i didn't even know he's with the titans yeah
1: so he had five carries for 37 yards so huh yeah
0: My um Corey davis had a big game too don't know if you saw that he,
1: he did i mean that's cory da- that's cory davis for you he's gonna have two of those a year for you and that's why <laughs> and that's why austin loves him and says that he is an elite wide receiver because he's gonna have two Oh, i did big. not
0: say elite i did not say lead i said breakout season <laughs> yeah. for 500 receiving yards <laughs> yeah <laughs> might have been less than that um, no but for real though
1: he he played awesome like he really was doing a great job eight catches over 120 yards and a touchdown uh but yeah, again, AJ Brown. It's I think that this team is going to struggle when AJ Brown doesn't have a big game. Like, yes, you need Henry to be having a big game. Obviously that's this team revolves around him, but you also need AJ Brown to have more than twenty five yards. He only had twenty five yards. He did have a touchdown, but this team and that's not breaking news. Like a lot of teams you can say that on. I could say that about the Packers. Like Devontae Freeman and Aaron Jones have to have big games for you to win. So it's not breaking news or anything, but um the team. I think it just shows that a team can probably beat this team if they slow down the passing game. And they're going to say, I think a lot of teams, as weird as it is because Henry ran over everybody in the playoffs last year, uh, that is like, we don't think you guys can beat us with just a running game.
0: No. That, I mean, that's exactly what happened in the ASU championship game. It was like, you can continue to run, but as soon as we get the ball, Kansas City is like, they're going to go score. Now you're going to have to throw, and when you're doing that, our pass rush is thanking you. Like, yep. we know you have to get the ball downfield. You need to score quickly. We're coming for you. For sure. Absolutely. So, it, it, was a, it was a good game. It was, like, again, a surprising win by the Cincinnati Bengals. But let's get into another surprising win. The Miami Dolphins start to a tongue of Iloa for the first time in his career. He gets a throwing touchdown in the tightest window that a touchdown has been thrown this year. I believe it was a .28 or .26 was like the chance or like the size of the window that the ball got in. A weird stat that I saw that I thought was interesting. Tua gets the ball in there, mainly because the receivers was getting tackled as he caught it. Um, I think Therese has found a new fidget toy that is at a fucking wrench. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I'm sorry to call you out. A, I shouldn't because you you found a new fidget to it every week. I love it. This is going to turn into a game now. <laughs> but it really is. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Austin, Austin's doing the classic
1: inside joke. It makes for great podcasting. We were talking about this the other day about how in my profession in software engineering uh, it, it I find it very important to have fidget toys on our desk to like start like when you need a break to get away from that and really start thinking about a problem you just have a fidget toy and Last three weeks I've had something new, and now I have a wrench because I was because I was fixing my chair. I was tightening up a couple screws today, and it turned into my fidget toy. So, anyway, nobody cares.
0: Welcome, you know the people who care. That's welcome (laughs) to our personal lives. That is hilarious. Please do not change it. Do not be self conscious about it. I think it's great. It just caught me off guard that it comes out of nowhere, and you're sitting there flipping a wrench on your finger right in front of the microphone. Oh, man, that was hilarious. All right, let's get back into this. So, the Rams, uh, the offensive line was not any help to Jared Goff. They owe him some big Christmas presents because that Miami Dolphins defense got to him at will, uh, create four turnovers to it, doesn't really have to do much. Special teams comes up big with a punt return as well. Just an off game for the Los Angeles Rams, and by the time they got everything rolling, it was just – Honestly, just too late. Uh, Robert Woods had a decent game. Cooper Cup had a decent game. Um, But it was really just kind of the Dolphins that took over from the beginning and then didn't give the Rams an opportunity to come back until, like I said, it was pretty much over with. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was a defense and special teams touchdown, right? That really changed the game for this, uh, the whole outcome here. And, yeah, you love that the team rallied, and we're obviously super excited about having Tua there. But you have to worry – I mean, he only had 93 passing yards. And what happens when you don't have a a punt return for a touchdown or a sack fumble return for a touchdown? Like, what's going to happen? Is this offense going to have enough firepower? They did lose Miles Gaskin for three weeks to a uh, sprint MCL. So that is another reason why they traded for Washington today or yesterday for those of you who are listening. So... That's probably why, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see. And but again, this is one of the tougher defenses too is gonna face for the next few weeks. They they schedule gets a little bit easier, and I think that he's gonna be able to kind of mesh well with this offense. So super excited about the Dolphins four and three right now. Legit have a chance. They got a shot at trying to catch up to the Bills, and I'm excited for it.
0: Most definitely in their next couple games here. Let me get to their schedule right now. Uh, Miami, they go against Arizona, so they travel to Arizona. Then they get the Chargers at Denver, at New York, Cincinnati, um, Kansas City, New England, Las Vegas, Buffalo is the remaining schedule. Um, I mean, they have a chance to be in a lot of these games. I mean, they've played everyone close. You know, they played the Seattle Seahawks close. They destroyed the 49ers. They come out here and they beat the Rams, and now they play Arizona. They honestly... Might find a way to sweep the NFC West, and that's going to be a shock if they find a way to freaking do that. I don't know how they would, but they just might. Um, it is going to be an interesting rest of this uh, season for Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins, but let's get into our next game. Um, a surprising victor. I honestly stopped watching this game probably right around halftime because I thought it was over with. Like I thought it was set in stone on who the winner was and moved on to watch some other games and just kind of hang out with family. And this is the Denver Broncos versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Broncos come out victorious. But I thought Justin Herbert had, like, led the way for the Los Angeles Chargers. Some of the throws that he was making, zipping the ball downfield. I mean, we heard it on hard knocks. Boy, that 10 10 throws a pretty ball. Man, does he. Like, God, that ball is just pretty floating in the sky uh, for him when he zips it out of his hand. But Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos find a way to come back Drew Locke comes down, you know, gets to leave this game a hero in a game-winning touchdown after an interception uh, that he had thrown earlier in the game. But it was just like one of those things where the Chargers this year, they've been in a lot of games. I mean, they've been up in a lot of games. It's like four straight games where they have a 17-point leads, and they've lost. I don't think this is on Anthony Lynn. I know there were some rumors that like, oh, maybe they should just move on from him. They should fire him. No, you, you should not at all. It's your defense like I don't think that's the Anthony Lynn. I think it's your defense because the offense is getting points on the board But then it's like after that it gets kind of stagnant and you're doing the same thing and you're just not able to score anymore The Broncos come back again back to the Chargers though It's like the mental mistakes are what's killing them And last week or on Sunday It was the penalties like you get a defensive pass interference call with one second remaining on the clock like come on man like you know you have to turn your head around you have to get your head around sooner there's no way that guy's catching the ball and getting two feet in bounds at that position just turn around make a play game's over you guys win instead you put your team in a tough position and then you guys eventually lose that's just been the Chargers nutshell or season in a nutshell
1: yeah it really has and yeah the defense it's just struggling on not giving up Big plays. I mean, they gave up multiple big plays, including that huge run by uh, Philip Lindsey uh, late in the third quarter. So, totally. Um, Justin Herbert, first game with multiple inter- interceptions, I believe. Um, first one was just a great play by Justin Simmons. Uh, and then the second one, yeah, probably shouldn't have forced it from Herbert. That, you know, big mistake there. But I'm just like super excited about this offense, especially when Austin Eckler comes back. I think that adding Eckler in here is going to be just a game changer. And, like, this Chargers offense is going to be what everybody had hoped it was going to be for the last little bit when Phillip Rivers was around and he just, like, couldn't get the ball down the field. And now Justin Herbert can. And, man, those play-action plays this week, like, he was, like, a couple inches off that he'd been hitting all year. Uh, just a couple inches off, but still making plays. And again, when Eckler's back, it's going to just cause that much more problems for for teams. So, super excited. I mean, two and five, obviously not completely out of it, but obviously very tough road the rest of the way. Uh, but, man, I've watched literally like almost every play of the Chargers every time they're playing now because Justin Herbert is just so exciting.
0: No, I agree with that. Like, I've kind of turned into a little mini fan of the Chargers. Because I just, I like the talent that they have on their team. Their receivers are fun. I mean, they're great receivers. They're, the relationship that he has with both of them, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I don't mean this to be hot takey if it is, but it's like he's almost got a better connection with those two than Phillip Rivers ever did. Ever did.
1: Especially with Mike Williams. He had no mm-hmm. relationship with Mike Williams. Him and Allen, like. I mean, like him and Allen, meeting Justin Herbert and Allen, literally feels like what Philip Rivers had with Antonio Gates. You know, like where they're just like always, yes.
0: they're just always on that same page, which is fantastic. So, for sure. And it's the involvement of Hunter Henry. I wish he was like I wish it was more. I wish there was more there. Like he was more of a target in this offense instead of just dumping off to the running backs as much as they do. Like, I wish that was Hunter Henry sitting in the middle instead of going down the field.
1: Yeah. Does that I think make that's, sense? No, it does. And I think that that's something that'll, like, it'll happen. You yeah, so guys I can hear my dogs bark. Um, that and so, your son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my son pounding on the ground. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you for sure do. You want that middle, down the seam threat. That like you really need like you have Allen literally can do everything you have Williams um you know the deep threat obviously five for ninety nine again, um but again I think that I, I hate to keep coming back to it but Austin Eckler is just going to be a huge difference like Justin Jackson had three catches for fifty three yards in this game Eckler would have had even more um they they targeted like Josh Kelly a couple times so. Yeah, like getting a weapon like is just going to change everything. I think that's going to make it so guys like Hunter Henry are just open all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point uh, that a lot of people are overlooking. Uh, Next, though, the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears. I thought this game would be – I mean, it was a good game and it was close, but I thought it would be better, if that makes sense. Like, I didn't think we'd see so many mistakes from Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears – uh, I thought we would see more of an impact to Drew Brees in that offense, but, like, damn. I mean, the Saints continue to find ways to win games, and it's thanks to Alvin Kamara. Like, I know we have the, we've had the conversation, Trace, of, like, do you pay running backs? Like, are running, are running backs worth this massive contract? And to me, the answer's usually been no, not really, because you can always kind of find one. But, like, Alvin Kamara – and the way he's put the team on his back since, you know, Michael Thomas has been out and turned into, like, a little mini diva, that dude deserves every penny. And the Saints got one hell of a deal because of it because he is playing lights out. And every time the ball's in his hand, it's like something positive has happened for New Orleans. And in Chicago, I mean, you get them a good quarterback, like, that's what they're missing. That's what this team is ultimately missing. They could probably have a better running back than David Montgomery, but their defense is there. It is. Your receiving weapons are there. They're good enough. Tight ends, you have about fucking six of them. Something's there at some point. Like, Cole Komet has come onto the scene a little bit. Comes up with a big play last week as well. They're just missing a good quarterback, and they get a good quarterback. And I ultimately believe, after ranking them the worst team in the NFL, like, before the season started, I thought they were going to have the number one pick. They're probably be a Super Bowl team. Like, that's what they're missing, personally, in my mind. As crazy as that sounds, and it is crazy. Uh,
1: I think this offensive line isn't very good. Like you already brought up Montgomery, I don't think he's very good. Obviously, the quarterback's not very good. Uh, besides Allen, like, do they really have? I Mooney's pretty good. Um, Anthony Miller seems like just another guy to me. Um, but yes, the defense is there. But we've also talked about this the last two years that this defense had a three-year window, and I think this is possibly year three maybe it's year two right like yeah um of it and yes i know that this is the if you're going off of when they were the number one seed this would be year three but i think we said three more years of this so um i don't know and then like what happens if they let alan robinson walk this year
0: like they're screwed there's like, no way they can like there's no he's 27 yes i'm you i'm well aware
1: of how old alan robinson is thank you fucking jaguars that wasn't to you, I'm sorry. I'm I was going to say, Jesus, my I'm bad, mad, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at my dad, not at you. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, Man, I get it, bro. I get it. We can go there. No, it sucks. <laughs> Fucking Marquise Lee over Allen Robinson. Anyways, um, yeah, Nick Foles, he struggled, though. But in typical Nick Foles fashion, somehow, like, <laughs> finds ways, like, randomly. Like, he'll look like shit for three series, and then one series he's just passing dimes everywhere and then he looks like shit for the next three or four series. Um, can we talk about that Allen Robinson catch for a minute though? The the touchdown. Like that's Go ahead. that's legit is like catch of the year status for the NFL. Like that was unbelievable.
0: Remember the diving catch? Yeah. Hand on both sides of the ball? Yeah. I don't know if I'd go catch of the year. Na-
1: name a better catch right now in the NFL.
0: Off the top of my head, I don't have it because that's not what I pay attention to. Oh. I mean, I thought it was an impressive catch. Like, I thought it was good, but it's not like I'm sitting here memorizing the greatest catches in the season so far. I
1: mean, you, you memorize when Patrick Mahomes... Is looking slightly, no look slightly to the right them. and throws doesn't it to no the left. look
0: underhand pass for a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Hell yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. I was, my hyped. Po- my, I was my, hyped, bro. My point exactly. Five touchdowns and one of them, like, <laughs> and two of them are just little flips in front of them. Very count. Very much a
1: very much a old no, I mean, school was... Drew <laughs> stat right there. <laughs> what? You didn't oh, need God. to throw you didn't need to throw it deep to Tyreek Hill when you guys are up three scores with seven minutes left to just prove a point. Like you you literally could have just ran the ball. Like that's very much what Drew Brees and the Saints were doing a few years ago.
0: Nope. So uh They saw that I predicted the score thirty five to ten and they said the Jets have oh. nine. Oh we need to get to thirty-five. Got it. Okay. So, oh well, that makes more yeah. sense then. You're right. You're Just because right. we're all on the same page. Yeah. So go ahead. Be upset. Be sad. Sorry that. I mean,
1: I'm yeah. not upset at all. That, that that game affected me zero. Actually, it did affect me because I needed the Jets to win, but I knew the Jets weren't going to win <laughs> that game. So like that. Why do you need the Jets to win? Oh, so okay, oh, so, so the Jags, Jags yeah. can yes. move up. So yeah, very much. Um, hey,
0: I think it's going to happen soon. I think the Jets are going to pick up a win here five weeks they can pick up their first win
1: in the next five weeks or you're saying Mm -hmm. five weeks from today both okay cool um i would be down and with Minshew out dude jags are gonna be a fucking nightmare to watch it's gonna be a dumpster fire and i can't wait to watch every last second of it it's gonna be so much fun
0: games what if they start winning they're not gonna win games
1: have you seen that team lately they're so bad
0: yeah, the defense has completely fallen apart.
1: <laughs> I will say Miles Jack is back, and he's missed basically the last three games. Um, so they were playing much better when he was there. Highest rated linebacker, uh, according to PFF. So pretty cool there, uh, my guy. <laughs> but that's all I got. That's all I can. That's all I can be excited for. Like they don't. They're not even using Lavisca Chenault the way they should be at this point. No, they've
0: stopped. They're like, hey, he is a weapon. Don't fuck it up. Keep him healthy. Set him on the outside. Don't even throw to him. Make sure his routes are run crisp and clean. That's it. Move on. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, anyways, what's our next game we're talking about? Because the Jags didn't play this weekend, so we don't have to talk about them.
0: Uh, That was it, honestly, in our games of the rundown. We can get into uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, What? What about the Steelers-Ravens? How in the world did we go over that?
1: Uh, I don't know. You skipped over it. You went from Rams-Dolphins to Broncos-Chargers.
0: Sure did. Uh, Ravens (laughs) game. Here, right here. Once they're losing, they cannot rely on Lamar Jackson to throw them back in football games. J.K. Dobbins is their future at running back. Trace, you've called that. Here's your opportunity for some props. Congratulations. You nailed it. Uh, Receiver-wise, they don't have jack shit. Hollywood Brown comes after the game and was like, why have soldiers if you don't use them? You had an opportunity to catch a ball in the back of the end zone. You didn't get your feet down. That's on you. And you want to have an argument with it? I watched the Dallas Cowboys get an interception because a corner, a rookie corner, might I add, got his shin down. I didn't know that was fucking possible. How in the world do you get your shin down for a touchdown? And you're mad that you're not getting targets. That was your target. You fucked it up.
1: Exactly. Sorry, because you talked about that. Nobody wants to talk about that interception. The dude didn't hold on to the ball. Like, everybody was so caught up on that. You should go and watch the replay of that. The ball moves after he hits the ground, but nobody talks about it. From one camera view, you can't see it because the ref is in the way, and that's the one they kept going to to show the shin. But if you go on the oh. opposite side, he didn't even hold on to the ball. And I, I, I kept waiting for it to, like them to talk about that when they were reviewing it. They didn't talk about it once, and obviously... It was just an interception. And I was like, wow, he got away with one there.
0: Shit, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. That's yeah. why my guy Carson Wentz. Yeah. Also, Jalen Rager, put some more fucking effort into running your route Seriously. because that's on you. You just, like, stopped. <clears throat> you like, no, I ain't getting the ball here. I'm too close to the sideline. Yeah. Bruh, Carson Wentz got a pretty strong arm. We've seen him throw another interception trying to get the ball out of his hand. Help him out. Help his sure. brother out. For but, sure. And I know we're
1: supposed to be talking about – I was just about to say, I know we're supposed to be talking about the other one, but Sunday (laughs) night was the first time I've been like, wow, Carson Wentz looks fucking awful. Like, all these other times that people have been talking about it, like, I've been like, you want to know what? Like, he's made some big-time plays. There's a lot of things that he – like, you just can't do, right, when you're that beat up. And, like, I've always – I've actually always kind of – silently, to myself, defended him. I don't go on social media and defend him. I just like... Should. I should, but also not my style. Um, But this weekend, I was like, holy shit, Carson, you are playing like dog shit. Like, what is going on? But anyways, going back over to the game. (laughs) I swear on everything, if I go to watch a Ravens game next week and Mark Ingram gets more carries than jk dobbins or gus edwards gets more carries than jk dobbins i'm going to lose my shit that dude went off this week what was it 15 carries yeah 15 carries 113 yards and he was breaking tackles he had the most tackles most yards after contact most broken tackles literally like had less carries than gus edwards um Dude, he's just fantastic, and he and he only had one target too, and that's a strength of his game is a pass catcher that can make plays there, and he only had one target, um, and yeah, you're right. Um, again, I also usually am on the side of defending Lamar Jackson and all that. Obviously, everybody that listens to this podcast knows that you and I have this weird rivalry of Lamar Jackson. Um, and but yeah, I I will say you were right this week. Like he he just. Didn't make the plays. I still think that he can. He just clearly didn't. And I actually credit that more not to Lamar Jackson not being able to. I more credit to the Steelers just being a badass defense and making plays all over the field. That that really felt like back in the day Steelers-Ravens. Like 100 Mollu versus Ed Reed yep. like style. Like big hits, fumbles, lots of turnovers but a lot of big plays and you have like playmakers on each side. Like that was a fun game and NFL shame on you for not putting it on Sunday night.
0: I think they probably wanted to. And CBS is like, Nope, our number one team's already there. You're
1: You're the, you're the NFL. You pay whatever you fucking have to. (laughs) Like, you're just like, you just pay whatever you have to. Speaking of, speaking of pain, um, did you see that ESPN and ABC are offering a shit ton of money because the NBC Sunday night, Contract is ending.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh. So ESPN wants Sunday night.
1: They want Sunday night, and so does ABC. Why? Why not? <laughs> like if you can if you can own that, like ABC, like why not own it, right? And then ESPN, why not just own Sunday night and Monday night and just own it both?
0: Oh fuck! They would do both. I would. Ass- I mean,
1: I didn't read into it, but I would assume they would just own both. Why not?
0: Oh shit! So what's NBC gonna do?
1: have to pay a lot more money to convince them to, like, (laughs) hey, don't fix what's not broken. Like, everybody loves what we're doing here, so, but they're going to obviously have to pay a lot more than probably what they were originally thinking, so.
0: Okay, I did not see that. Uh, Let's get to the Steelers, though. Big Ben, uh, dude's tearing it up. The weapons that they have on (laughs) offense is clearly there. Defense is, I mean, clearly the best in football, right? Like, Without a doubt, in the NFL, without, for sure, without a okay. doubt, yep. Like Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt, and they just traded for Avery Williamson. Fuck, there's your replacement of Devin Bush being hurt. Yep, for sure. God dang it! I mean, they're gonna be tough to beat. Um, and I thought of this as you were talking. You made the comment on like teams looked at the Tennessee Titans and was like, "We're just gonna let you try and beat us by running, and then when you try to throw, it's just not gonna happen." It's the same thing with the, the, the Baltimore Ravens, and I stutter my way through that. But, like, you get to a point where you look at Lamar Jackson, and you're like, hey, you're not throwing to the sideline. We know you can only throw to the middle of the field. We're going to leave it open, and as soon as the ball's caught there, we're going to trap it. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to make the tackle, and the clock's going to keep running. You guys are tired. The offensive line's beat up. I would not be surprised if the Ravens lose the next three out of four games
1: next 3 out of 4 do you know what their schedule is the next 3 out of the 4
0: um i don't know if i have the order correct but i know it's the indianapolis colts the tennessee titans the new england patriots um and the and then the steelers, then the steelers. Yes, the...
1: Yes. yeah so wrong order but yes those are the next four so it goes colts patriots titans steelers um and dang man i think uh, i i actually wouldn't I I would say two and two at at worst. But um, yeah, I I don't think the Colts have what it takes offensively to be able to beat them. So that's that's my take there. I just don't think the Colts have offensive weapons enough to take that on, especially with uh, Taylor being hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw it last week though, and I know we didn't we didn't have this game on the rundown, but like, dude, they the way they have it going with their running backs, it's there, and then Philip Rivers having time to throw the ball, like Mo' alley Cox coming onto the scene, like that offense has been doing just enough to control the ball and put points on the board. Where you look at their defense and how like how much better their defense has been as of late with Darius Leonard back in the mix, it's like they, it's like before the snap, they look at the defensive end, look at each other, like, hey. We're going to hold a meeting at where the quarterback's at, race you there. And it's just like, bam. And I know that's against the Lions, but at the same time, there's so much speed on that defense where that's the scary part for Baltimore, especially losing Ronnie Stanley.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also think that the Ravens can get, even with how good the Colts' offensive line is, I also think that Rivers has this phantom, like, pressure a lot. That he like panics and it's something Big Ben got away. Like Big Big ah, Big Ben is good at it. Like where he doesn't and he knows he can fight it off. So he got a yeah. he passes off that there's no way that Philip Rivers is getting that off. So um, I think just personally, I think the Ravens handle the next two with ease, and then it comes down to that Titans game. Um, I'm still gonna say I I said this during our previews that the Titans do beat them there, but I do think that the Ravens find a way to beat the Steelers in the next showdown. Um, So I would say three and one, but obviously cannot feel comfortable with saying that I think the Steelers are going to lose their seven and oh, looking like the best team in football, looking like they could easily shut down anybody they wanted, including your chiefs at this point. Like they look so good right now.
0: Yeah. It's going to be scary to face them in the playoffs. And I hope at some point someone's able to kind of set the blueprint of like this is how you beat Pittsburgh. Looking at Pittsburgh's schedule. I don't know if they're going to come across anyone that does that, just to be upfront. Like, we we looked at Baltimore having the easiest schedule in football. Looking at the way the schedule is played out and the teams are right now in the NFL, it might be Pittsburgh. Yeah. Especially the last half of this. For sure. Agreed. Cool. All
1: right. Um, let's do a little recap of our bets, and then uh, I think we'll send it off. Um, so tough week for me on both fronts. Uh, you caught up quite a bit on me. So the spread now is I have a one game lead on you. So you are 61, 53 and three, I'm 62, 52 and three. So literally just a one game difference there. And then the player prop bets, same exact thing. So, uh, you're 21 and 23, I'm 22 and 24. So, um, you have me nervous is basically what I'm getting at. Uh, the Carlos Hyde thing just screwed me. Him not playing cuz I went with the over. So, uh mm-hmm. that that gave you another free win on me during the player prop bet. So, one good for you on uh going the under there. And two, uh I better have my A game this week or you're going to you're going to take the lead on me.
0: I mean, you better believe it. The other one was Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, him just benching himself pretty much sealed that for me as well. So. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Love right. to see it.
1: Um, cool. I guess that does it for us then. So we'll be back. Uh, We'll be recording again tomorrow and doing the breakdown of our next, uh, next week game. So week nine, here we go. Back at it. So we appreciate you guys. And tonight we've been talking football.